now tune in to No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogart, and this is episode 41. All right, y'all, uh, this morning um, I have a few stories that I wanted to go over. The uh, first story deals with rapper Bobby Shimurda. So after seven years in prison, Bobby Shimurda is, is free. He has been released, and it's a celebration. One thing for sure when it comes to black culture and black community among black folks, um, being released from prison is a big thing. And I don't understand if the person was involved in criminal activity associated with the, the wrong crowd, the wrong people in a gang, drug dealing, you know, these things. Why is it that when they serve time and come home, why come this is a celebration? I don't understand this. It's different if Bobby Shimurda was arrested and he was convicted and then he was sentenced to seven years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. That'd be different. Then we would have a reason to celebrate. But that's not the case. So what we do is we tend to Make these things a celebration. A man serving time in prison and getting out, we're celebrating it. It's not the exact same as someone going to prison for a crime they didn't commit and then getting out. That's a reason to celebrate. In my opinion, Bobby Shimmer's case is not really a reason to celebrate. And I hate that. This is how we think, you know, uh, especially for black folks. Um, Bobby Shimurda was sentenced to seven years. Now, this article is from 2016. Just a backstory on why Bobby Shimurda was sentenced to seven years in prison. So Bobby Shimurda was sentenced to seven years in prison on Wednesday, despite the rapper's attempt to persuade a judge to overturn his arranged plea deal. I want to withdraw my plea, Shimurda said during his sentencing in Manhattan courtroom, according to NBC New York. I was forced by my attorney to take the plea. I was forced. This is what Bobby Shimurda said back in 2016. New York State Court Justice Abram Clot denied Shimurda's request, enforcing the seven-year term agreed upon in September in the original plea deal. Established nearly two years since his arrest, the rapper pleaded guilty to fourth-degree conspiracy, criminally possess a weapon in second-degree criminal weapons possession. Then it goes on to say this, Shimurda was arrested in December 2014 outside of Manhattan's quad recording studios. The rapper was accused of leading Crips offshoot street gang GS9, which police said was responsible for for several shootings and one murder. 14 others, including the rapper's brother, were arrested that month. So Bobby Shimurda at the time was affiliated, associated with the street gang. And we all know what street gangs do. They engage in, in criminal activity. This guy goes to jail. He serves time. And he's awarded, he's given honor and respect 
for going to prison and, and not snitching and not telling anybody. He's given an honor. This is a huge issue in the in the black community when it comes to celebrating men who go to prison for crimes they do commit or go to prison because you are affiliated with the street gang. We should have no sympathy for you. We should not feel sorry for you. This should not be a celebration. I get that we should all stick together. But in this case, this is nonsense to me. Why is people celebrating Bobby Shimmer's release from prison? It's not like he went to prison for a crime he did not commit. It's not like he was not affiliated with the street gang. He was. But it's a celebration. I call this low life shit. This is what we do. We align ourselves with low life shit. It's a celebration. We contradict ourselves anytime we think that this is okay, that this this should be a celebration. Men that black men that graduate high school, that go to college, that graduate college, that get a degree, that they have a good life. They are not in trouble. These are men that should be celebrated. Bobby Shimmerda is not a guy, in my opinion. I think that should be celebrated. Why? Watch the people celebrate Bobby Shit Murder's release from prison. Why? Because he he didn't snitch. I saw a a post of the day that said that there is no way that Bobby Shit Murder gets out of prison and does not get the same attention as Six Nine got. And 6ix9ine is a snitch. And Bobby Shimmerda is a snitch. They both were aligned with gangs. 6ix9ine deserved what he got. If he had got more years in prison, he deserved because you align yourself with a street gang. No different than Bobby Shimmerda, you align yourself with a street gang. You're engaging in criminal activities. Now... It, it says the, the rapper was accused of leading Crips offshoot street gang. It's the fact that you were associated and affiliated with the gang. It makes you a target then. This should not be celebrated in the black community. This is our huge issue, our huge problem. We take shit like this, this low life, and we make it a celebration. What about those brothers that do good, that are never celebrated? They are never given any recognition. That brother that went to police academy and graduated and became a cop, a firefighter, a teacher. They was in the military. These are things that should be celebrated, but it's, it's, it's not. The guy that serves time in prison that didn't snitch, the guy that was associated and aligned with the street gang, he's celebrated. He's a cool guy. We act like we are still in high school. We are like high school children. Our mentality, how we think, is the exact same way as high school kids. It's the exact same way. We need to grow up. Bobby murder should not be celebrated. It should not be a cool thing that he was released from prison. 
The only brothers that should be celebrated is those that were convicted of a crime they did not commit. And they find evidence to support it. That they were arrested, convicted, sentenced, and they are the wrong guy. And they were not aligned with the street gang or doing this criminal activity. They were falsely accused, wrongfully convicted. These are men that should be celebrated, not Bible should murder. Not him. This is our Achilles heel within the black community. We celebrate low life shit and we have to stop doing it. It makes us look real bad. All right, this next article deals with the conspiracy theory of this past week. It was a winter storm that hit Texas. And on TikTok, users were attempting to push a conspiracy theory. Now, this is not the first time I've seen this. During a winter storm, people try to push a conspiracy theory claiming the snow is fake. And they did the exact same thing in Texas. People were claiming that the snow was fake. It was engineered by the government. It's, it's fake. It's not real. It's made up. Um, You saw people do videos and show themselves trying to burn a, a snowball with a match, a lighter, a candle. And users acted surprised when the snow didn't melt. They contend that this show, this snow isn't real. It's a process, people. It's backed by science. It's, it's a process, okay? All snow reacts this way because it's turning to gas. So if the snow was not real, if it was fake, it would not melt. It'll still be here. It's evidence that it's fake. If the snow was fake, once the temperature rises, it wouldn't melt. It is still, it'll still be here. That's not the case. So here it is again. People are pushing a, a very dangerous conspiracy theory again. They always do this on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok is the place to be now. So here it is again. They're pushing a very far-fetched conspiracy theory that the snow... In Texas this past week was fake. The the uh, brutal winter storms had been engineered by the government. They was filming themselves trying to burn a snowball with a match, a lighter, a candle. And then they acted surprised when the snow didn't melt. People are really this stupid in real life. See, what people do... Is with their cell phones. They would tell on themselves. And show the entire world. Just how stupid. They are. So this again. This is not the first time I've seen this. Uh, pop up far as. Trying to prove. The snow that's falling on the ground. Is fake. So here it is again. TikTok users attempt to push another conspiracy theory. Claiming. The snow in Texas this past week was fake. It was not fake. It was very real. It was very cold here. Very cold. So how can you push a theory and say the snow is fake? So can the cold be fake too? 
it got down to maybe about five degrees at night, almost zero degrees. Is that fake? Can you fake the heat? Can you fake the cold? So how can snow be fake? Snow is fake, but the cold is real. You, you had freezing temperatures. You had pipes freezing and bursting. Is that fake? So how can you prove snow is fake and disregard the fact that pipes were freezing and busting? People didn't have power. People were freezing to death. So is that fake? It's stupid, people. It is really is stupid. You cannot prove during this winter storm that snow is fake based on your theory. And you disregard the fact that it was freezing outside. People were freezing to death. You disregard that and say, well, the snow is fake, though. People will tell on themselves on social media and show the entire world just how stupid they are. All right, so this story comes out of Chicago. Um, this guy's name is Leroy Kennedy. Um, Chicago police sued for excessive force after body cam footage shows violent arrest. Now, this is the kicker of it. ABC News reports that the officers approached Leroy Kennedy because he had a shocked look on his face and they drew closer to him and felt he was attempting to conceal a firearm. They felt like he was. So because of how he looked and what they felt, they accosted him. Because they felt like he was attempting to conceal a firearm. According to a spokesperson from the Cook County State's Attorney Office, the charges against Kennedy was dropped on December 18, 2020, after the video evidence showed there was no case against him. Records show now this guy, his name is Leroy Kennedy, was unarmed during the arrest. Now, how can a police officer stop you because they feel some kind of way? They felt something and they did not like how you look. They felt like you were trying to conceal a firearm. He didn't have a firearm. He was unarmed. So Leroy Kennedy received uh, hand wrist injuries. Uh, his forehead was scarred up. Now, this was in Chicago. Chicago is not the worst city when it comes to crime. People think Chicago is the worst city in America when it comes to crime. It's not. Chicago police sued for excessive force after body cam footage shows violent arrests. Leroy Kennedy says he suffered a concussion, hand, wrist injuries, and received scarring to his head. This is all on film, y'all. Leroy Kennedy is suing the city of Chicago after being allegedly attacked by two police officers during a false arrest. There's no such thing as alleged. It's on film. CNN reports the body cam footage from the arresting officer shows what happened during the attack. Again, they stopped him because he looked shocked and they felt that he was trying to conceal a firearm. So his legal team filed a lawsuit against the city and the two officers for being subjected to a false arrest, violating his due process and use of excessive force, along with four other charges. 
According to the suit, two Chicago police officers approached and attacked Kennedy on August 23rd, 2020. It keeps saying allegedly. There is no such thing as allegedly. They did. It's on film. The officers allegedly slammed him against a brick wall and then soon after slammed his head into the pavement more than once. The document states that Kennedy was minding his own business while walking down a sidewalk prior to the attack. Kennedy was charged with two counts of resisting arrest and one charge of aggravated battery of an officer as per the Chicago Police Report. Again, they stopped him because he looked shocked. They felt that he was trying to conceal a firearm. This is what they said. So his lawyer indicated that he was able to obtain footage from the two officers body cam during the incident and that the footage showed that, that they accosted Kennedy without cause and with excessive force. All because they felt he was trying to do something. You're trying to hide something. Oh, you look surprised. You look shocked to see me. Let's assault you. Let's question you. And this is not how you you do police work. So this man was assaulted uh, by two officers because they felt some kind of way. I get officers profile people. But sometimes they make the wrong decision, the wrong choice based on their profiling. And it ends up being too costly. According to a spokesperson from the Cook County State's Attorney Office, the charges against Kenny were dropped back in 2020. In December 18th, he was, un he was unarmed. But they felt some kind of way. They thought something. Oh, he looked this way. Policing in America is is seen as an issue because you see these videos pop up like this. Body cam footage or cell phone footage. All right, so this next case is similar to the one from Chicago with uh, Leroy Kennedy. It's the exact same case. It's, it's similar, but this happened in Plano, Texas, not far from where I live. So Plano police say charge dropped for an 18 year old arrested while walking home from work in the snow. So during this week, we had a winter storm. This young man was just walking home from work. He's 18 years old. Again, this is all on film. And at one point, the female officer made a joke about his T-shirt. So in Plano, Texas, Rodney Reese, 18 years old, spent a night in jail after he was arrested for being in the street while walking home from work in a icy condition during last week's winter weather. Plano's police chief said he was dropping the charge against Reese because it doesn't fit what the officers were called to investigate. So he was walking home. So is it a crime to be walking in the street at night and there's no cars driving down the street? You know, you're just by yourself. You're, you're not even committing a crime. You're just walking home. 
It said the 18-year-old was stopped by Plano PD officers while walking home from work at Walmart during the winter storm on Tuesday this past week. Police said someone called it concerned that a black male wearing a short sleeve shirt was stumbling along the icy conditions. The roads were terrible. I will be stumbling too. It's icy. You're sliding everywhere. It was dispatched to officers as a welfare check. It was a simple welfare check. That was it. At that point, the young man was did not commit a crime. He's not obligated. It's just a welfare check, just to check on him. That was it. Why did he he have to be arrested for it? Again, this is all on film. Reese Lee's lives with his mother just a few blocks away, right down the street from where he works. So he was not far from his home. He told the officers he was fine. So if this is a welfare check, they stop you and say, hey, sir, are you, are you okay? I'm fine. That's it. I'm on the way home. I'm straight, reset. In the body cam footage released by police, all right, but you're walking in the middle of the road, and officer said, I understand, my bad, Reese replied. Why does this have to escalate? But officers continued to follow him after he said he was fine for two minutes and 17 seconds before handcuffs were placed around his wrist. Reese was arrested for walking in the street. The official charge was pedestrian in the roadway, y'all. The high school student spent the night in the jail. They just treated me like I was a criminal or something, Reese said in an interview with Fox 4. He was walking home from work. They said you're in the middle of the road. He said, my bad. The official charge is pedestrian in the roadway. He said he was walking along the street because the area off to the side of it was covered in ice and snow. Reese said he kept walking away because he didn't need help. He was just fine. He was just walking home. Just a simple encounter, a simple encounter. That's why I tried to dodge it so I could make it home. So I could make it home. I don't know. He uh, he explained. Friends, Lowen said he's just a good kid, a clean record, who was scared. I know the kid's character. I know the kid's demeanor. Plano Police Chief Ed Drain backs his officers for checking on Reese. He backs officers. But he, he don't address the fact that, look, there's no need for you to push the issue. He is not committing a crime. You ask him is if he okay, that's it. You back off. It's just a word for a check. They did a word for a check up in Fort Worth. I think this, this was uh, maybe a year ago. A young woman was dead as a result of the word for a check. There's a lot of information that we know about this case and uh, that we didn't know at the time. The officers didn't know his age. They didn't know he was 18. They didn't know he worked at Walmart. 
They didn't know where he lived, Drain uh, said. Still, he said the arrest wasn't co consistent with the reason officers went out there, which was for a word for a check. So he's dropping the charge against Reese. Like, like you're doing me a favor. Like, they're doing the, the young man a favor. Where are you going to drop the charges? They should have taken him home. I agree. But even if they offered him a ride and he said, no, okay, you back off. Okay, sir, we're just checking on you to see if you're okay. You said that you're okay. Have a nice day. End of conversation. The police department will determine whether an internal investigation is warranted. Chief Drain doesn't believe race was a factor in the rest. But I can't get inside people's hearts. I can't get inside people's heads. He added. As for Reese, he believes his race was only the reason he was arrested. He believes this. So again, this is another case of bad policing. It's a word for a check. Rodney Reese said he was okay. You can offer him a ride if he says, no, I don't need a ride. I'm, I'm fine, sir. I'm fine, ma'am. That's it. It's just a word for a check. He didn't commit a crime at all. In Plano, Texas, y'all. Plano, Texas. This happened in Plano, Texas. It was a word for a check because someone called and was concerned about the young man. Of course, it was a lot of people that was in, in bad shape this past week because of the storm. So this young man was walking and he said, look, I was trying to get over here because this side was just covered in, in ice and snow. So, so I'm just trying to walk home. But in the video, you can hear the female officer make a joke about his T-shirt and laugh about it. So obviously they weren't really trying to help him. If you antagonize him and make fun of him, it's cold. Offer him a ride. If he says no, you back off. There is no reason to escalate it further than, than it has to go. So it was a call concerned. Someone concerned that a black man wearing a shirt, a short sleeve shirt was stumbling along the icy conditions. A simple word for a check that ended in the arrest of an 18 year old kid. Who did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. They charged him with pedestrian in the roadway. He said he was walking along the street because the area off to the side of the off on the side was covered in ice and snow. They did not help the young man. They instead arrested him and charged him instead. And they act like they're doing him a favor. This happened in Plano, Texas, y'all. Plano, Texas. It's just bad policing. All right, this next story deals with a mom, a Ohio mom who left her kids in a motel room to go to work and receives $100,000. So people feel sorry for her. They gave her money, a GoFundMe account, and she wants to buy a house. Now, I'm going to put this in a perspective for you. Okay? Now, she's got three kids. She was arrested. 
Police found her kids alone at a Liberty Township motel. Prompted some criticism, but also outpouring support on social media. It was the father who called the police. Now, the father should have stepped in and babysat his own kids. Now, I don't know if they're all by the same guy. So I'm assuming he's the father of all three kids. So she's a, a struggling single mom. So it was one week ago that Bell, it is um, Shania, I think Bell was arrested at her job at Little Caesars. She works at Little Caesars. She's accused of leaving her daughters by themselves inside a motel room where she's been living. So I, I'm guessing she's homeless. Again, it was a father that called the police. Now, Bell ended up landing two misdemeanor charges of endangering children and spent the night in jail after her children's father called the police. So she's gotten support and also criticism for her choice she made. So this has gotten national attention. The mom of three. So people gave her money, showing her support. A hundred thousand dollars. I didn't ask for that, but people gave it to me, and I just appreciate it, Belle said. She says this. Belle says she's going to use that money to buy a house for her children to live in and provide them with everything they need. How can you do that if you work at Little Caesars? If you live in a hotel room, a motel room, that's where you've been living at. That means that you cannot provide for yourself and three children working at Little Caesars. How can you take that money and then go buy a house and afford to rent the mortgage, the taxes on the house, pay the bills, insurance on the house? Home insurance on the house. How can you how can you afford this? So people give her one hundred thousand dollars in a GoFundMe account. And she says she's going to use that money to go buy a house. How can you afford to live in a house after you buy it? You still have to pay the bills on the house. Upkeep on the house. She works at Little Caesars. She has three kids. She can barely take care of herself and three children. She lives in a motel room. Make this make sense to me. Buying a house? I don't think buying a house with $100,000 is a good idea right now for her. I think she might want to get a better job first so she can afford to take care of that house she's going to buy. That's the first thing. So I don't understand people having children that they can't take care of. If you have one, you might want to stop there. She has Three children. She lives in a motel room. She can't take care of herself, but she wants to go buy a house with the money that she was given in a GoFundMe account. It does not make sense. You can't do that working at Little Caesars. But this woman gets attention. She gains national attention. People, uh, folks feel sorry for her. 
She's going to take $100,000 and go buy a house. But she lives in a hotel, a Motel 6, with their three children. You can't afford a house right now on what you make. All right, so Meek Miller is in hot water, and I like the fact that Vanessa Bryant checked him. She's a Latino woman. She's not black. Now, her husband was black. She's a Latino woman. If women around the U.S., black women, if they took up, if they took it the same way that she did and address the issue and say, look, your lyrics are not appropriate. Black men referencing drugs, guns, violence, and, and rap music would stop overnight. So Vanessa Bryant demands a certain level of respect because of her husband. You have to respect her. So she took the Instagram to call out Mick Mill over a disrespectful lyric that references Lakers legend Kobe Bryant, which is her husband. The lyrics in question, which appeared to reference the January 26, 2020 helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter, who was 13. Now, this is what Mick Mill said. And if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'll be another Kobe. This woman is still grieving. It's only been a year. This is what she said. Uh, Dear Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful. Period. Vanessa Bryant wrote on her IG stories on Monday. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect. So here's a here's a woman that you have to respect. She's graceful. She's still grieving. And you make a line in reference to her husband who just died a year ago. It's only been a year. Meek Mill deserves all the smoke at this point. Last night, I um I had posted that Meek, Meek Mill will, and definitely for real, he will apologize to Vanessa Bryant. It's coming. And he did. Meek Mill was forced to apologize for, for what he said. So here's a guy who makes a reference about Kobe Bryant in, in a chopper. He's talking about a gun. But I like the fact that Vanessa Bryan addressed this because this is what all women have to do. Again, she's Latino. But what if black black women did it? The gun references, drugs, the violence, this stuff would not be in rap. If women stood up and said, you know what? We ain't giving y'all... No pussies no more. We ain't dating y'all unless y'all change these fucking rap lyrics. Men would change overnight. These black men would change overnight. 
if they say, look, we ain't give you, give y'all no more pussy, and, and this is why. Yo, rap lyrics are degrading women. They promote violence, drugs, gangs, killing, and, and other stuff. It's destroying the black community. We don't like it. And until you stop doing this, we will not date you. We won't give you no pussy, none of that shit. Women have that power. The same power that Vanessa Bryant has, black women also have that power. To stop the bleeding. All women would have to do is say, look, we ain't dating no guys that ex-criminals, drug dealers, game bangers. We only going to date guys that got a high, a high school diploma, at least that. If you're in college, you, if you have a good job, good credit. No kids. It would change overnight. Guarantee you this. I like the fact that Vanessa Bryan addressed this head on and said, look, you ain't finna just disrespect my husband like this. It's disrespectful. It's distasteful. And she says, I'm not familiar with any of your music. I like that line. Which means I don't know who you are. I don't allow my daughters to to know who you are. But if you are a fan, that's good, but it's a better way. So hats off to Vanessa Bryant for addressing Meek Mill and his line of, yeah, and, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper, it'll be another Kobe. She's saying, I'm not having it. As a woman, I'm not having it. What if black women in the black community did the exact same thing? You can't reference drugs, violence, gangs, killing of black men. You can't do that shit no more. If not, if you don't quit doing that shit, we ain't dating you. We ain't giving you no pussy, none of that shit. If you ain't got good credit, if if you can't read or write, graduate high school with a diploma, at least get a decent job, we don't want, want nothing to do with you. That's all they would have to say. And things would change overnight. Guarantee that. Alright, so that concludes this episode, episode 41. Uh, thank you for being able to tune in and listen to No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogart, and I will be back real soon.